Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday, the 29th of November. Today, I'm joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Hi there, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, so, uh, what did what story did you find most uh, interesting from today's Watson's Daily? Okay, yeah. So the story uh, I found most interesting. I'm gonna give it the same uh, the same headline you did in the Daily because I think it's hilarious. Uh, and that's Giffy looks iffy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I absolutely love that. I had to get that there. Sorry. Uh, so this is this is the uh, the story that for the first time ever the Competitions and Markets Authority might be looking at unwinding a big tech deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the deal where uh, Facebook are acquiring Giffy, who uh, for those that live under a rock, make GIFs. If you don't know what one of those is, I, I, I don't know. I describe it to you, a moving image uh, for maybe think... on social media. Most people know what those is, right? <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think our audience on here, judging from the stats, um, are very much in the 18 to 34 year, year old uh, age group. So I think I'll be all right. Better get some, better get some Watson's Daily Gifts going then. Anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> so, this is, so Facebook uh, acquiring. Giffy, uh, or whatever they Giffy, I'm, I'm losing the plot now, losing uh, Giffy and, and the CMA don't like it much. So um, the concern yeah. here is that Facebook's market share uh, could be exceeding um, the allowed amount, particularly in the, um, di- is it digital marketing or something like that? Yeah. Where they've got 40 yeah. to 50% of the market share already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so there's this kind of co- concern from, from the CMA that this might be a bit too much from, from Meta, sorry, I think from the Facebook Meta, um, and mm-hmm. uh, they might be looking to unwind this deal. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's quite interesting because obviously it's the first time that the CMA have got involved with trying to unwind a, a big tech deal. Yeah. And in terms of kind of the future, it whichever way this falls could set quite an important precedent, really. Mm. Um, obviously, if, if Meta put a stack load of very well-paid lawyers on it for a very long time, they've probably got a fair chance of winning. Uh, that's yeah. normally how these things pan out, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Whoever can pay, pay the legal team for the longest. Yeah. Um, and then that sense kind of a precedent for big tech of actually market share doesn't really apply to us or something along those lines. We can just fight it. Um, yeah. However, the more interesting thing for me is if the CMA win um, is, well, actually, we still have control and actually um, big tech can't just do whatever they want, which, yeah. um, and we were talking about this earlier, giving, losing the kind of deal with Giphy might not actually be the end of the world for Facebook. Yeah. It, it's, it, they can kind of live or die without that, I suppose. But the precedent sets and the kind of the pattern it sets it could be more dangerous. The kind of principle of it might be more dangerous for them, particularly with this the metaverse to keep talking about, which yeah. you'd imagine if that comes to fruition, they would be, have well over the market share, except yeah. in, a, in a lot of different market areas. Yeah. Um, I think that and the kind of the future proofing of their, their plans might yeah. be more concerning to them. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. What, what do you think about this, this story? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it is an interesting story. I mean, ostensibly, this is about... Um, Meta versus the Competition and Markets Authority, so the CMA, uh, the the UK regulator. Um, But, you know, actually, I think that the implications are much wider than that. Uh, Mm. As you quite rightly said, um, I believe that if if there's a court case between Meta and the CMA, um, my money is on the party that has the biggest or the deepest pockets and who can hire the best lawyers for the longest. And my money would be on um, 
Meta, not the CMA. But you know, I think that it's a very it's an important point because Giphy in itself, I mean, it would be a pain for Meta, but it's not life threatening or anything like that. But the bigger thing is, if this sets a precedent, this means that every acquisition that they make from now on is going to be put under the microscope and it will be a real pain plus it could hugely um, delay the development of new business areas Um, and so I think this is a very important the outcome of this is very important so I'm assuming that that Meta will appeal against they will appeal, appeal, appeal as long as there is breath in their corporate body Um, and like I say, the the um, regulators have not fared particularly well um, when taking on these these kinds of companies thus far. So that's why, if the CMA does manage to do this, it will be an absolutely massive deal. You know, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a huge, you know, this would be a huge win, um, and so um, others will follow. I think is the is the is the idea. So yeah, so I think it's a, it's a, it's a it's an interesting story. Um it has huge potential implications given the backdrop of what is going on with big um tech at the moment both both in in the US and in China uh, for instance. Yeah. You know, so all of these things have have big implications um and so you know, we will just have to see whether this yeah see how this pans out um let, let's hope it's for a change let's hope it's um the regulator <laughs> optimism though i like it um yeah well i mean that's the thing isn't it like vestiger and margaret vestiger the eu competition commissioner you know i i was really thinking yeah you know you go you go when she she got apple to have to pay a fine um but then and then, then they overturned it. So, you know, Apple overturned it. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, it just feels like the the big tech um, win all the time. So I, you know, I just think that um, let's hope that CMA, the CMA have got all their ducks lined up. Yeah. Like, like you said, this could go on for a while because it, I, I personally think it's going to be a lot more kind of time and money efficient for Meta to yeah. fight this until I said they've got no breath left than it is going to be for them to find a workaround for all their future plans. Yeah, definitely. So they're going to want to bite this and make sure that the precedent is kind of on on their side of this by the time this case settles. So it could be quite a lengthy court battle and there'll probably be some um, (laughs) corporate commercial lawyers somewhere making a lot of money out of of getting caught for for months and months and years and years. Of course. Well, someone has to buy the top-end houses and things, don't they? Exactly. Um, (laughs) Exactly. They don't... These, uh, these, you know, 10 million quid places don't buy themselves. Uh, so, uh, um, but anyway, um, uh, less bitterness. And uh, uh, should, we, should we move, move on to... Should we move on? to the other side. Yeah, let's move on to the other So, um, I thought this was, this was very good. Um, this is also a, a story I know that you're, you're very interested in. Um, being, being the sort of physical specimen that you are. <laughs> Uh, and your expertise. Um, that I've, actually, I've only ever seen you on on Zoom. So I'm just saying, I mean, you say this, I've never seen my actual physical top, appearance like, top, properly. So. Top, top half looks stacked. <laughs> Jack, it was stacked. No, is that wrong? Jack, Jack. Yeah. 
Jack, stacks, stacks is slightly different, isn't it? Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so um, this this uh, you know, this story today was all about um, gyms. Now, it was a very interesting article in EFT, and I just thought it was interesting because you've got the likes of a pure gym and the gym group and stuff like that. And also another one, which is mentioned here uh, called basic fit, which is the biggest gym operator in Europe. I don't think they have any gyms here, um, but um, it's interesting because so basic fit, for instance, is um, looking to Peloton as inspiration and coming out with their own hybrid um, model where they, they have their own, bike their own classes and it all sort of fits in with their gym now i think that peloton did very well because from from to my mind they were the first and only ones who had an identifiable separate brand where you associated it with specific things so you know peloton did exceptionally well in lockdown because everyone had to stay at home, work out at home. Um, but actually, you know, they, over time, others like Nordic Track and other, you know, and other companies thought, well, we, we, we want a part of the action. We want a piece of the action. Um, and they got involved as well. Now, my point here is that I feel that um, the likes of Peloton, I feel, are... I don't know where the growth is going to come from. I don't think that we're, they're going to see the growth that they saw last year. No. Um, I mean, you know, that may, who knows? There may be a bit of an uptick because of this new COVID variant and restrictions coming in, people feeling a bit more paranoid or, or maybe even just feeling more cautious and wanting to stay away from other people to mm-hmm. ensure that they have a christmas this year you know so um but anyway my point is i do think that 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 um that these um equipment companies with the added on classes i don't think they i well i think that they're going to reach a, a critical mass mm. and they're gonna to have to do something else in order to grow and i think that that something else is i think they need to be bought by a gym a gym group or they need to buy a gym group, you know, either way. Um, And the reason is, is because that guarantees them distribution. It will keep alive their online classes. So you could have Peloton online classes, but you could also be member of that gym as well. So when everything's good and people want to go to the gym, they go to the gym when there are um, restrictions and things um, and, or people just want to supplement what they do in the gym, then they they can use their peloton bikes. Mm. So I mean I think it's a it's interesting, and I wonder whether. See, I think that uh, gym groups will find it easier to go off themselves and make their own bike than it would be for bike groups like Peloton to go out and make a gym chain, <clears> for instance. So um, probably a bicycle chain. Perhaps, but yeah, sorry, I just thought. Um, uh, so yeah, what do you you reckon? I would agree with the last point you made because I I think if you walked, I I would say, down the high street, you don't get many gyms on the high street, and you saw a Peloton gym, I think most people sit there and go, What the bike people? Yeah, because if you're a gym member, and for example, Pure Gym, and they went, Oh, actually, great news, you can now 
for an additional whatever on your mental fee, have a bit of kit installed at home and, and kind of do hybrid training. That, yeah. to me, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, I think what you said about kind of how Peloton have done over the last year has been quite interesting because mm. <clears throat> because they have excelled in a, an environment where people have had to stay at home. Yeah. Uh, and, and despite lots of competition and, and despite a few, like, horrific stories on the Peloton side, which I won't remind mm. you about too much, they've somehow yeah. just about managed to stay ahead of that competition. Mm. But I feel like if a, if a big gym group gets involved, I, I think they're going to be a case of, well, now it's a case of can't beat them, we're going to have to join them. Mm. And, and, mm. I, and I, would, I would agree that the idea of a gym group buying out one of these companies makes the most sense, or if not, launching their own range of products. Mm. I, I think, I think the, the, that whole idea of hybrid training like between home and the gym Mm. works really well for both the kind of consumer and the, the fitness professional because mm. most consumers or most personal trainers if you go to a personal trainer are going to want you to put in car four or five days a week most yeah. people can't commit that many times to going to the actual gym as in traveling to a different building yeah but if you could do a couple of days at each and and you had the equipment that could sync your program up between the two mm. i think for the consumer that makes life easier you get your workout plans you don't have to be you don't have to go to gym as often and for mm. the kind of fitness professional, the personal trainer, you can do a much more diverse program, have people at home and in the gym, manage your time, but they probably take on more clients, which obviously means more money, which would be good for people. Um, and it might actually make the gym kind of thrive. You might have more people being members of the gym without it being busier. Mm. So I think from all angles, that sounds like a really good proposition. And let's be honest, people tend to put their money into things where it makes their life easier. And that mm. sounds like it makes a few different areas of people's lives easier. So I can, I can yeah. see people getting behind that as an idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, really, I, I can't see Peloton or Nordic Track or something like that opening their own gym chain. So I think it would yeah. have to be the other way around. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I think that say someone like Peloton, if you were to say become a member of a gym, let's say it was um pure gym yeah and they said that you know you can have access to our classes plus an x percent discount on a peloton bike for instance but they also have peloton bikes installed in the gym as well yeah then i think that they could you know they that would be that would feel real it would feel like a gym membership with proper classes whereas i kind of get the feeling that before i mean so i remember i yeah or i i was member until um recently when i started doing crossfit but the doing um the the gym group uh would go in there and actually before sorry before going in there when when everything was locked down they provided classes but it felt like a bit of an add-on it felt a bit well we've got to do this because we've been locked down we can't do any so it mm-hmm. almost feels a bit rushed whereas something like peloton they've always had this and it's just that they ramped it up and it's proper mm. so you get proper like a proper online offering versus a cobbled together one um and and you get the advantage of being in the gym environment as well and i mean a lot especially i mean a lot of if if this were to go to say like a, a kind of budget gym um then you know they'd be able it's quite good because i think a a lot of these budget gyms from what i've seen is that they don't have tremendous amount of space for classes so actually by holding a peloton class you could have some people in the gym and then you racing against people who are at home and i think that brings an extra dynamic into the whole thing 
It does, again, absolutely just... does. And actually, to be fair, that's a really good point. It's just triggered something in my memory. I used to work at not. Yeah, I will go with the budget, Jim. It wasn't. It wasn't a high ticket price. It was under twenty quid a month membership. So I'll mm-hmm. put the category. Um, and that was always an issue. Classes, particularly spin classes, mm. were always oversubscribed to the point of having a waiting list probably as big as the class list itself. Yeah, yeah. And you'd imagine that people are probably going to stay members of a gym for longer if they're not always on a waiting list or mm. they can always get on their on their class. So actually, mm. you might find the retention rate on membership goes up if, like I say, if you can have, for example, 20 people in the studio, but then another 40 or 50 people joining from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a massively increased retention, I'd imagine, on, yeah. on gym memberships. Yeah, I think that would be good because, um, like, yeah, like you say, the the option of you know, if you wanted to, if you thought, oh, I'd like to go if I can, but if I can't, I'll still participate because I've got my bike at home. I mean, that that's quite a new. I think that'd be quite a new concept, wouldn't it? Really, in in home and yeah, hybrid. I mean, God, we're doing hybrid working. Why not do hybrid training? like that uh, or even kind of i would normally go to the six o'clock spin class on a wednesday but actually i've got to be ready to go out for dinner at half seven i'm not sure yeah. i've got time to get home shower and change but yeah. if i could jump on the bike at home and maybe drop out the class five minutes early or whatever i'll have time yeah. to do it. it just yeah. adds a lot of flexibility into yeah. into people's schedules doesn't it yeah yeah so yeah so there we go i mean i you know i think we we've we've basically solved both peloton's problems and given pure gym and the gym group and others um a, you know a way to growth i mean you heard it here on the podcast right i mean we, we've solved solving problems that's what we do solving, solving corporate problems talking about the future shaping the future oh god anyway uh right anyway no it's it's not we're just talking we're just two we're, guys we're just having chatting. a chat right we're just having a chat right so uh anyway Okay, well, look, um, I think we've, we've, we've covered that. So um, thank you very much indeed, uh, Duncan, for your time. You're um, welcome. The... Um, it's, it's, uh, you're doing something quite interesting tonight, aren't you? It's monthly roundup now, isn't it? Tonight? That's like, the one. That's the one. That so uh, myself, uh, Jake Shogger from the Commercial Law Academy, um, will be doing the roundup of November. This is the final roundup that we'll be doing um, of this year because we thought, well, how many people are realistically going to listen to a roundup uh, on the sort of, you know, just after Christmas? Um, I'd listen to it. Before. <laughs> I wouldn't remember any of it, but I'd listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, obviously we, we might maybe even sort of have a life as well. So, um, so anyway, yeah, it's going to be the last one of the year. And uh, so I hope you can make it. It's on our, all the details on our socials now. Uh, you have to sign up for it, um, but you know it's free and everything, so so don't worry about that. And um, yeah, and uh, that will be a precursor to. So the next one we have after that will be the yearly uh, round, the yearly roundup, where I will talk about um, you know what, just look back at what's happened throughout 2021, um, talk about what I think is going to happen in 2022 um and uh yeah all, all that kind of jazz but anyway today tonight is the uh is the one where we do uh, we look back at the month so thank you very much indeed um for your time um thank you very much listeners for listening um and we'll be back again uh, uh tomorrow to talk about more stuff many thanks thanks a lot, peter see you bye <laughs>